Hello. What tea are you drinking? Hello. Um, I am drinking peach and peppermint. Mm. Huh. Which That's a really the, interesting it, combination. That is a very interesting combination. I like to mix all of my teas. And for a while, I was drinking this peach, ginger, turmeric tea. That mm -hmm. was like the best thing ever. And I couldn't find it. So I just got the peach tea. Oh, and I would always add peppermint to it because that's just like yeah. a really great combination. Peppermint just adds to everything. No matter what tea I'm drinking, there's always a bag of peppermint in there with it <laughs> as well. <laughs> so because I couldn't find the peach ginger turmeric i just got regular peach tea mixed it with the peppermint out of my anahata's purpose mug because oh, today is the day that saturn moves into pisces and i needed to drink from a black mug because of it mm. why one of the colors that i associate with saturn is black because of its intensity and like hard work and all of the very transformational things that Saturn has to offer. So when I think of Saturn, I also think of the black cube from the mysterious universe mm -hmm. episode, <laughs> which we're going to definitely get into one day. Yeah. But I just associate it with the color black. And then also Anahata's purpose, I'm pretty sure is a Capricorn rising also. So I'm pretty sure Anahata's purpose is ruled by Saturn. So, just like me. Just like you. <laughs> Anahata's is my big three. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Was that intentional or accidental? No, but it was created on my birthday. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> the idea was created. The idea was birthed on my birthday. I think I remember um, this from a previous podcast. It's coming back to me. Deb, you're our first patron on the show. I'm the first? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ah! You you won. You won. You won the thing. I know. I almost peed my pants when I opened that message. Still <laughs> <Did you laughs> a little, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> that makes me happy. Yeah, it makes me it makes me very happy. I'm oh, super excited to the show. Yeah. Are you excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to just see your face. I'm excited to see your guys' faces. Mm. <laughs> in and, like real time. In yeah. real time. Yeah, not on we yet. have Marco, but yeah. I feel like Marco is real time, but it's also fake time. Because that it's, message could have been from 37 hours ago by the time. Because time's not yeah. real. Or it's me and I don't open Marco because it overwhelms me. <laughs> but I get notifications. Can. I get notifications for it all day, all day long. So I'm there in spirit. <laughs> I'm like, Which oh, is great. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> Which is great. And you shared those northern lights with us the other day. That was so good. That was yeah, so Did amazing. the colors come through? They did. Uh, mm -hmm. On some of them, they came yeah. through really well. And it was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, that's like amazing. Stevie and I's top like thing that we must do in our life is to see the Northern Lights. So that was mm -hmm. such a fucking treat. Yeah, it was, and it was amazing. Tell us about it. 
Was that um, your first time? Sorry. Just really quick. Um, it was my first time in like seven years. It's been a wow. really long time since I've seen the lights. Um, and so I knew they were going to be out because I checked the Aurora forecast and it was like a seven out of a scale of 10 and it was right mm. over Anchorage. So I was like, Ooh, I'm going out, going out Aurora hunting. And I didn't have to hunt at all. <laughs> I like drove out <laughs> into the, into my street and I was like, Oh, look, there's some, there's some Northern lights. And then I was sitting there for a minute and I was like, why am I sitting next to this loud busy street when I could drive down to the ocean and so yeah. I drove down to the ocean and it was wild there were so many people there like it was packed it was packed for like awesome. probably two miles it was just bumper to bumper cars wow, um, wow. yeah and the usually, temperature crazy oh god it was like three. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit! yeah it was cold it was really cold um so I didn't make it all the way to the ocean. I made it about three quarters of the way um, before I got like completely stuck in traffic. But yeah, so I was able to like swoop in because there was people parked on the side of the road and then people just stopped driving in the road. <laughs> so the, It was just cars, you know, which yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what you got to do. The lights yeah. were like they weren't just out. They were like out and it was yeah. really cool because like they were big and they were green for a little while but they were like dancing and moving around and then all of a what sudden what did the energy feel like electric also, yeah yeah mm. electric and it was woogie, it was, woogie, woogie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was amazing so yeah they were like they're moving around and then all of a sudden they started like moving super fast and they turned this beautiful purple and then they turned white and they started doing this up and down thing. And then That's they kind of closed in on each other and then they exploded in this giant Northern Lights vortex of just magic and wonder. I was screaming. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Like the to see something like that, it's just like I couldn't help myself. Just like yeah. noises were coming out of my body. <laughs> I was sitting on the roof what a of dream. my car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Mm. I can't even imagine so it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need. When are you moving? I need to come out to Alaska before you move. <laughs> you um, feel like moving tomorrow, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like May thirty first. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, like tomorrow. It feels like tomorrow. I don't want it to is. It might it. as well be. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's exciting so what's, now. What's the new adventure? The new adventure. So we're going to Oregon to be closer to Caleb's family. Um, Caleb is my partner. <laughs> Excuse me. He's my fiance. Congratulations. Hey. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, yeah, we're going to go. We're going to move to Eugene instead of bend his family lives in bend mm. and so mm. eugene's really nice it's like two hours from the coast it's two hours from his parents two hours from the mountains two hours from the city it's a really like centrally located spot mm -hmm. yeah and it sounds like it gives you also the freedom to like be there but like not be there yeah. you know yes. with the family and gives you guys a uh, space to grow just mm -hmm. as your own unit too yes yeah it gives Very you the space but you also have the family there like within a reasonable distance yeah you know, if you oh, need absolutely them. that's awesome all right i have i have a query real quick i need to look something up uh so you said where you're moving 
What's the name of the town? Eugene. Like EU? Yes. EU? <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you sounded like, but that's what I heard mm. because EU, you know? I'll allow it. I had a friend, I had a friend who who's from Eugene. He always liked it. Yeah. He was talking like when he would tell me about it, it sounded really nice. So you are going to be moving about three hours north of the Caroline Beekman house. <gasps> oh, obviously Uh-oh. I'm going to the Beekman house. <laughs> you have to take us along for that ride. Take us along yeah. with Marco. <laughs> yeah. I will. I will it's open st- Marco for the Beekman <laughs> experience. <laughs> yeah. It's in Jacksonville. Yeah. I also feel like maybe it's not something to go on Marco since like mm. Marco is so blurry. I feel like you need to get a real take camera. A yes. Yeah. And take a video <laughs> and take like one of their etiquette classes. And be yes. like, just feel like this is for research. Oh. I need to <laughs> present this as a thesis. And uh, so therefore I need to record this with my professional <laughs> video. Get a GoPro. Get a GoPro and a helmet. Right on my head. And then yes. we'll just be along for the ride. Listen, oh, there's, the there's a, a it's <laughs> called the Tiger Lily Inn. The it's Tiger a, Lily Inn. It's a block away. That's so and cute. And it has hot pink bed sheets. Ooh. Uh, and that just sounds you, magical. Crazy. <laughs> what? Crazy. Awesome. Like ridiculously hot pink bed sheets. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have to just go to the Tiger Lily Inn. And book all a take room, a class. And we'll all take <laughs> a class at the Beekman House. That would be amazing. Okay, that is all. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, <laughs> since you'll be there, I mean, you don't have to go alone. We can come and visit. We'll just invite ourselves. We're coming to your literally, house. Literally, literally the dream. I mean, it's not like you guys aren't going to be invited to <laughs> Summer Solstice 2024, Ooh, yeah. aka my wedding. Clearly, oh, <laughs> clearly, awesome. clearly, all of you are invited. Whether or not you can feasibly make it is you know it's, it's oh i'll make cool. it happen <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll make that shit happen yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's just trip. my life mm. yeah <laughs> so we could do it then summer yeah. solstice 2024 etiquette and a fairy party it'll be your it'll be it'll be like a, a bachelorette party we're all just gonna go take a <laughs> take an etiquette class yeah we're gonna get wild <laughs> perfect i'm here for it but i also feel like even though that is it would be the best even though it's not your traditional bachelorette party it's like that experience of something out of this world very scorpio moon (laughs) we could dress up in like period clothing (gasps) yes yeah i'm here for it i'm here for all of this yes in a big way we need to do it in a very, in a very <laughs> good way. So, Deb, tell us about yourself if you would, if you would like to tell us, tell us about Deb. About Deb, <laughs> pressure's on. Okay, hey, hi, my name's Deborah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> um, I'm 33 years old. I'm a practicing witch. I write poetry, and I hula hoop and i'm a mother and i'm 
I don't know. What else is there about me? <laughs> Am I even a person? <laughs> Do I even exist? You're starting early. <laughs> right, you're riled. Yeah, we haven't, uh, haven't even warmed up yet. Here we go. And you both have a Gemini Mercury, so I feel like some shit can get real crazy up Absolutely. in here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel like you exist, Deb? Is this a simulation? Like Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're under the northern lights in that moment you feel like you exist i feel like i exist in that moment absolutely see i would feel like i would turn into butterfly goo caterpillar mm. goo mm. looking at the northern lights i just feel like oh, I so <laughs> <laughs> like that's it I would, just, I would love it so much i would just melt mm-hmm. i feel like it's i feel like it's more not to say that your experience is not correct for you, but just the way that it feels is less like the melting and more of like the exploding out of the cocoon mm. because it is so just like invigorating. It's literally yeah. like you're just exploding with energy and it's like you become the butterfly. Okay. Yeah. I love I that. Get. Me too. That's such a good way to put it. Was it quiet when you went to go look at them? Like, were people, were other people like yelling and oh, lots of people were yelling? Yeah, it was, it was the strongest that they've been, especially in Anchorage. We have a lot of light pollution here, so mm. it's um, that they were the fact that they were so bright and so visible and so active. Because usually it's like it's really nice. We'll get like a nice little swoop of green, and sometimes it'll move a little, but it's pretty still you know and very Mm -hmm. normal and so to have so much movement and so many colors was really spectacular so yeah people were loud they were hooting and hollering (laughs) it was good yeah i feel like the the shift into the purple was would be like because i feel like green's the most common color so the shifting of the colors yeah that would have been wild crazy I, I got what you just sent me, Teresa. Did you? I did. Eagle okay. has landed. The eagle <laughs> has caca. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say about it, Rachel? I want to say we should talk about it. But I also talk about it. This is all, this is all very uh, cloak, cloak and daggers. Deb, I'm talking about your placements. I'm not trying to be sneaky. <laughs> it was sneaky for a second, but then I deduced it. <laughs> Yours actually looks like a house. Oh, a brick it's house. Oh, yeah, it like it's is. a little square, and then you have like a roof. Mm. Is there a name for that, Teresa? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Maybe. To me, it kind of it would probably be a bucket chart. Mm, is okay. more of what it looks like because it has a lot of that concentrated energy in the 11th, 12th, and first house. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's a little bit more spread out. Right. So I would say that it would probably be a bucket. I could see that. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Like the handle on top. Yeah. Right? Yep. Huh. So, Deb. Teresa. What were you going to say, Rachel? I was about to just jump in. Go ahead. I was getting excited. Go ahead. (laughs) Come at me. Okay. First of all, not only do we have the same Mercury, we also have the same Venus. Ooh. 
so we That's communicate fun. and love the same. <laughs> you being a cancer ascendant, just yes. <laughs> yes. So much sense. Stevie's yeah. also a cancer rising. Oh, awesome. She's Aries all around it, but like I'm just like, yes, absolutely. I see both I see this in both of you. Like mm-hmm. how that just totally absolutely makes so much sense. But also the Scorpio moon makes so much sense because you've got this like hi. Like aspect <laughs> <of you. laughs> and I'm like, where is that sass coming from? Where is that like mysterious? Like, where is that? And that also makes so much sense to me. Your Scorpio, your your Scorpio moon. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's so your creativeness, you know, your poetry and your beauty mm. and your depth and your connection to, you know, helping people that need you in like their darkest and deepest moments. Mm-hmm. You are the person that people turn to. And I feel like that's so special. And with also having the cancer Chiron there in the 12th house as well, so close to your ascendant, I feel like that also plays a factor into things, but that's like your shadow side, learning how to heal the parts of you that don't feel like, that, that don't feel deserving of that self-love and self-care and all of that stuff. And it's in the place of the 12th house, which is our subconscious. You know, it's the unknown. It's the deep depth like parts of us. So the fact that your inner child wound is there <laughs> right next to your rising sign, I feel like as you learn these lessons of life, and you learn how to truly take care of yourself and step into what is best for you and how to resonate with that, the healing that you give just kind of amplifies. Like you are your best when you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And with Mars being there, you're also a little murdery. <laughs> a little, just a little, just a little sprinkle. Just a little, a little stabby every sprinkle. once in a while. <laughs> You have so many placements in your 12th house. Yeah. Tell me about what that means. <laughs> we haven't covered the 12th house yet. So, Teresa, tell us what that means. Well, like I said, it's our subconscious. So, what I find interesting about it is with your sun being there and Jupiter and Venus, those are all what we would call like benefic planets, which are planets that bring light to the chart. So where it is your subconscious Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is like inner stuff. It also allows you to be outwardly conscious and aware. Mm, Okay. It gives you a certain depth of awareness because with Gemini, it's such a seeker of knowledge and wisdom and how to best do things in the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. So if you apply that to your subconscious, not only do you you have this like constant voice in your head, but you're able to kind of use the power of your Taurus sun and your Gemini Jupiter and your Gemini Venus 
to kind of pull you out of the depths that the Gemini Mercury and the Chiron in Cancer can kind of put you in at times. Mm -hmm. Also with your Mercury being in retrograde in your chart, usually that just means that it takes more time for that portion of your life to develop. So when you were younger, maybe people wouldn't listen to what you had to say. You were put down. People told you to shut up because you were being too loud. It was like you weren't allowed to have a personality. So now the things that you think of and the things that you curate and the way that you communicate with people is so layered because you were never able to just say how you feel. You had to put it under a bunch of things to really get your message out. So I feel like stepping into this poetry thing and allowing yourself to communicate your feelings through an art form versus actually physically being like, hey, this is how I feel. Um, it's easier for you to portray that part of yourself through art, especially also with your Scorpio moon versus just being like, Hey, let's sit down and have a conversation and talk about this right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. <laughs> I almost <laughs> cried. I almost cried a little already. <laughs> <laughs> like, how We're dare you there. perceive me? <laughs> yeah. also like, but also here's my birth chart. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're good at that here. We're good at perceiving people. It's like don't the, want to be perceived. The, the nakedest of naked. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, um, so like the biggest part that really stood out for me is like talking about how, like, not having a voice, like in my younger days, it very, very much is true. Um, and it wasn't so much that people like put me down and didn't allow me that voice. It was that. Like, I was very isolated. So, like, in my, my family structure, my parents had, like, a very closed door system going on where they were in their room doing their thing alone all the time. So, I was in this tiny bubble of just me and just mm -hmm. my brother. And so, I didn't get to have that voice because I didn't have anyone to have that voice with. And it was, like, I was almost, like, not perceived and mm -hmm. not heard okay. and so it's interesting it's interesting that you can tell so much <laughs> from, from the stars <laughs> it is wild it is very wild yeah i love it i'm it's like never ceases to amaze me every time every time <laughs> it's like oh, yeah cool <laughs> great yeah <laughs> thanks for piercing my thanks, soul planets appreciate yeah. that <laughs> My, uh, the Scorpio in me is squirming on the inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that Scorpio moon, it wants the depth, but it wants it from other people. It's hard for you to present. Not that you don't present depth, because you are probably one of the most deep people mm -hmm. that I know. Yes. Hands down. What is that nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> But it also, I could see where it may be hard for you to, like you said, be perceived because that wasn't something that was offered to you in your formative years. Right. Yeah. It's gotten better over the last, I would say, honestly, the last three years. But the last two years specifically, I've really cracked that shell where I'm like, okay, I can do the thing and I can have the feelings and I can feel the feelings and I can express the feelings. 
Because usually I just, I'm like, what are feelings? <laughs> We're walking away now. <laughs> let me feel, <laughs> let me feel your feelings instead. Like my cancer is really like, oh, give them to me. That's <laughs> so also that the answer, Chiron. Yeah. It's like escapism yeah. almost. It's like escapism through other people's problems. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. see that. I feel that. Yeah. I also have a cancer Chiron and uh, I have a cancer Venus too. So <laughs> let me that. love you. <laughs> yep. What is the seventh house about again? Relationships, partnerships, where the first house is me, the yeah. second, uh, the seventh house is we. So where we, where we meet people and also kind of what we look for in people too so but it can be like any kind of relationship depending on your age right because i was wondering because deb you have the saturn in capricorn in your seventh house and that basically being in opposition pretty much give or take a little bit to the whole area where you feel like you weren't able to talk and you were kind of like shut up like you know you felt like you had to like was that a learned thing that you learned that things were better if you didn't say that say things or speak things or say Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. and that being the lesson of okay this is how this relationship works this is how these relationships work when I'm young I'm not able to do these things and then the lesson coming straight across from Capricorn and Saturn, basically being like, you can come out of your shell now. Cause you said it just, just kind of happened three years ago. So it was like your Saturn return. Mm-hmm. So you going through your Saturn return to basically kind of like unlearn that thing that you taught yourself, whether your parents said that to you or not, mm-hmm. you know, your parents might've, you just might've noticed that if I just say this, then mom and dad are okay. They don't yell at me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It was just a weird little download I had that I figured I would. No, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would, I would say yeah. <laughs> Let's rip apart Deb's childhood right now. <laughs> well, another interesting thing too is because like it was learned in childhood through my family, but also like in school. So I never mm-hmm. had long-lasting yeah. relationships because I went to a different school every single year. Yeah. So. Like, I never got to truly, like, express myself or be myself with people. And I just stopped because I learned that I was like, oh, I'm, I don't get to keep you people. Like, I, why even bother building relationships or communicating with these other children, these other individuals, because I'm only going to get to know them for six months. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to move on. I'm never going to see them again. And so within the last three years, really, like three to five Definitely, definitely the last three were like way expansive for me as far as communication and expressing my feelings and just like being vulnerable and being open. Um, I really, I lost my entire train of thought. <laughs> it's gone forever. <laughs> it happens um, all the time. My brain's like, disassociate. We're talking about trauma. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. No, no, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm here for it. I'm that person now. I'm that person now. Where I'm like, oh, we're having a group cry. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's do a group cry. 
but yeah, just being able to build community and talk and experience my, like speak my voice and have my voice heard and live my truth. Yeah. I think, I think that's where I was going. Yeah. (laughs) And I can see how not having the stability of being able to build relationships when you were younger is now all you search for in relationships could be security. You know, like you're still open and free to like the experience of meeting a lot of people and being free. Mm -hmm. But when it comes down to like the nitty gritty, you want to feel safe and secure in your relationships, too. I'm also terrified of that, though, because it's so not what I'm used to. It's foreign. Um, Yeah, it's so foreign. It's so foreign. But it's very much like what I need. I mean, obviously I, I say, obviously you guys don't know Caleb. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Caleb is a Capricorn and he's like the oh, most, okay. the most Capricornian Capricorn that has ever Capricorn. <laughs> um, but he's also an Aquarius rising. So he's actually pretty weird, but it's interesting because he is this like genuinely the safest space I've ever known. And that's wild because they say that the descendant, which is the opposition of the rising sign, is really great for compatibility. So it's like you found that compatibility and that safety and that home in him. You know, it's it's very special and very sweet. And also something that I've been picking up on a lot lately, because your midheaven is in Aquarius I also feel like with his rising sign being an Aquarius, like my intuition lately has been tapping into this and I don't know why because I've never heard it anywhere else. But I feel like it's kind of like destiny in a way for you two to be together because he has this Aquarius placement and where you're going to be remembered and the legacy that you're going to leave also carries this Aquarius energy. So it's like just by him naturally being who he is, he kind of inspires you to step into that role of being the the leader, the advocate, the revolutionary person, the person that is, like I said, a leader and kind of it's like it's not like you have to be a leader in the sense where like you run a team and people are looking up to you but you have just this revolutionary energy about you Mm -hmm. and that and that revolutionary energy allows you to step into this power and potential of just you're here to help change the world to help the world kind of progress to bring along the changes and you also have your north node in pisces in that house so what i want to say about that is that saturn right now is hitting that north node in pisces for you because it's at zero degrees so it's like sitting right on top of it and it's like hey girl what's up so if you're feeling a little down recently or like you're looking for your purpose in life or like you're looking for that that moment of like connection and spirituality and creativity and hope and all of that stuff it's because saturn is like literally sitting right on your north node of destiny and it's like okay where are we going? What are we doing? How are we taking these steps? So over the next three years, as Saturn transits through Pisces, I feel like it's going to be really great for you because it kind of opens up 
this spiritual layer of yourself that helps you connect to a different path. So you're still going to be this really original person that's like super revolutionary, but it's going to be on the path of healing and spirituality and connection to source and creativity and art and all of those really like Piscean things. But it's also going to be like, where are we breaking the patterns? Mm -hmm. What are the lessons we need to learn along this journey as well? So as it moves past zero degrees, I feel like it'll be like you'll still feel it, but it's not going to be as intense. So just give yourself some grace and space to breathe through it at this time if if you are feeling that. (laughs) That's actually amazing because I didn't know that about Saturn or my north north node but I just had this like big journaling session like the day before the day before yesterday and I literally was writing about so I'm turning 34 in May and I was really I was writing about how like 30 through 33 felt very self-exploratory and self like almost like self-recognition and just like kind of seeing these patterns and really having those patterns brought to life. And I was like, I feel like 34 to 37 is like prime get shit done and set things up for like act two, you know? And so just the timing of everything. And so there's the fact that you just said basically what I just journaled yeah. randomly, like at the airport, literally at the airport, I was on the floor, <laughs> laying on the floor journaling. And like, so that's cool. And uh, yeah, and then just like with my move and everything, because I've really been considering like, so yeah, I'm a massage therapist. I didn't say that earlier for everyone listening, (laughs) but I've really been thinking about how I want to kind of dial in my practice and not like discover a niche or find a niche, but like really step into like a more of a healing niche versus just because right now I just massage everybody. I'm like, whatever you want to massage sweet. Like, let's do this. Um, And so really kind of refining and discovering where, like where my healing will be the most easily received, you know, the types of people who would be most receptive to the work and the space that I hold. Mm. So, yeah, that's really, that's just really neat timing. So thank you for that. My whole brain just exploded when you said that. (laughs) It's really, because you keep saying like five years ago is really when this started happening. I mean, I just went through my Saturn return and I was just looking and that's about the time approximately when your Saturn return started. So I almost feel like, and this is just kind of like what I've come to and Teresa you can correct me if you feel like I'm wrong here but like I almost feel like when that first Saturn return hits it's almost okay here's the roadblock this is the way you were before and like here's your Saturn return and like this is the way forward if that makes sense you're leaving part of you behind like part of and it just I don't know you were saying that you really started feeling like you could express yourself and really be who be you between three to five years ago. And I just thought that was really interesting because it's almost like three years is about when your Saturn return ended. So I almost feel like there was some learning that happened maybe without you realizing it or with you realizing it, but in that Saturn in Capricorn era. Absolutely. 
And it went through her seventh house Mm -hmm. and also part of her eighth house as well. And also part of your sixth house (laughs) because your chart is a whole ass uh, party. (laughs) It is. And it's also intercepted in a lot of places, which just means like certain signs are hidden, like Libra's hidden in your chart. Sagittarius is hidden in your chart. Aries is hidden in your chart. It's just like a lot of places are. So essentially when something's intercepted, it kind of just means that that those signs are within that house. But because there's, it's there, it's, I don't know, it kind of adds like a layer to it. Like I always say, especially if you have a planet in that, you don't have any planets in Aries. Your Lilith is in Libra and you don't have any planets in Sagittarius. So it's kind of like that energy gets like a little lost within you. But I do feel like I see Sagittarius energy, but that could also just be your Aquarius midheaven too. Because I feel like Sagittarius and Aquarius like are two men clasping hands. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. So I just find that really interesting. But what I was saying about your Saturn return hitting your sixth, seventh, and eighth house, that's like daily habits, relationships, and then mysticism, spirituality, connecting to the transformation of who you are. So with the three of those things being hit during your Saturn return, I could see where that really opened up a lot of of doors for you. But the good thing is, is that you stepped through them. Sometimes people don't step through those doors and then the lessons just keep coming back and coming back and coming back. And you do have the option to change your decisions at any point. But I feel like during the Saturn return, it really gives us this opportunity to truly open up and and walk through the opportunities more than we would when things are not operating from that place for us. Mm-hmm. I feel like the first one is unlearn all the shit mm-hmm. so that you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the second one is. I don't. <laughs> I guess unlearn the other 30 years of shit that society has told you to do. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Saturn return was really interesting for me. Like so much, so much stuff happened. I left my son's father who was a wild Sagittarian. Like we're talking mm. like, I think he's like five planets in Sagittarius. It's, wow. it's insane. Which is interesting because it was also opposite your Mercury, your Venus and your Jupiter because Sagittarius and Gemini are sister signs. So it's like, not that those can't work together, but there could be potential conflict if there's unhealed energy on either side, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, there was a lot, a lot of unhealed energy. But we're really, we're really great friends now. Um, we're really great friends and like stellar co-parents, which is really cool. But there was a lot of growth there because he carried a lot of energy that was really similar to my stepfather, the man who raised me. And so like I got to heal a lot of stuff through my relationship with him and being able to show up for myself in ways that I wasn't able to show up as a child. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. So I left him. I decided to take the leap and go to massage school and I met Caleb which changed my the entire trajectory of my life I agreed agreed I decided to like really give the love thing a try with Caleb (laughs) (laughs) in like a real way and accept love that was a big thing there too Mm -hmm. but um 
yeah, Saturn return was pretty crazy. And you said that just ended three years ago? Yeah, because it moved into Aquarius three years ago, and now it's moving into Pisces now. Okay, cool. I thought it was just for, I, I didn't know how long it was. I thought it was just like 27 or whatever. So No, oh, it's no. it's like 27 to 30 something. Yeah, Interesting. it's a whole. Interesting. I'm so happy. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking so when, did, when would mine have ended? March uh, of 2020. March of 2020. Okay. And it cool. took a little it took a little trip back into it. July 1st, 2020, Saturn return enters or Saturn retrograde enters Capricorn. Okay. So July 1st, 2020. Okay. Cool. For how long? How long was it in there? I'm like thinking about my life now in Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> December 17th, 2020, Saturn entered Aquarius. So July to December 17th. Oh. And then like a few months later, you bought your ticket to Anahata's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like, <laughs> honestly, the biggest step I took in opening myself up. Yeah. Right. Was Anahata's. Yeah, I mean, little you- did I know. Okay. So one thing, I'm going to be very real right now. One thing I love the most about the Anahata's website is, I haven't been there in a while, but it like left so much to to be imagined so i had no idea what i was walking into i was like oh it's gonna be like some cute little hippie retreat where i hula hoop and listen to jam bands and like maybe like, <laughs> i get there and it was like how would you like to cry for four days four days <laughs> yeah. uncover the deepest layers of your soul and it was like can you can't tell that- everyone the secret <laughs> I tell fucking everybody. I talk about one yeah. on his like probably once every other day, at least. Right, Same. Dig it. Yeah. Can you walk us through the decision of you deciding to travel across the country Ooh. to this random ass festival in Pennsylvania? <laughs> I would also really love to know this story. Yeah, right? let's let's hear yeah. this. <laughs> Um, so my mom, this is probably where I'm going to cry. P.S. Perfect. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer in, when was it? Oh God. October of 2020. And she died in April of 2021. And I was her primary caregiver. And it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lie. I lived with her for the last like four months of the six months that we got from diagnosis to death. I was like, oh, I was listening to the podcast. Not, well, the podcast I was listening to, the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, and they were talking about it. And I thought it was actually an old episode. It was the first time they talked about it. And so I didn't even recognize or realize where I was on the timeline. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll look that up. And I just knew that I was going to need a space to decompress. And I was like, okay, I just moved through a really huge traumatic life-changing thing because it was the first death I ever experienced um, and only death so far but uh yeah and so I looked it up and I was like that sounds nice I can just go lay on the grass for four days (laughs) and uh, I was like I'm gonna go for radical grieving I'm gonna go grieve at this place (laughs) and then I also bought so right before that, I went to a three-day rave in New York because dancing is, like, my favorite form of therapy. I just, like, yeah. move that shit through my body. Because before, before on a hot, I barely cried through my mom's sickness or even, like, after. 
because like I did not I I cry for everybody else and every little thing but I I wouldn't cry for myself like it was really hard I would try sometimes I would sit there in my car and I'd like make the face and like try <laughs> and I'm like just cry damn it you can do it and my, my body's like nope fuck you we don't feel feelings here <laughs> and then yeah and then I went to Anahata's and obviously fell in love with all you beautiful ass people but I (laughs) cried more in those four days than I had in the last four years and it was like it cracked open like this wild part of myself and now I'm like we feel things (laughs) (laughs) and that's okay it is okay yeah so yeah it was very impulsive it was very impulsive um my mom was still alive when i bought the ticket but i knew that she was going to not be alive i think it was probably like three or four days after she decided to quit getting quit going to chemo and i was like all right this is this is it yeah um yeah i was like i'm gonna need to do something for me because i was i was just out there taking care of her for four months and it was a lot it was a lot Mm -hmm. Yeah, I resonate with you there. My dad passed away in January of 2021. And I was also led to Anahata's via the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour. But when I went there, that's a similar thing that I was going for. So I and I also found so much of myself there as well. So it's interesting the paths that people take to get to the places that they're meant to be. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to see where those lines intersect sometimes, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I went, I can kind of, it's, it's funny because I didn't go when I went, it was, it was shallow, but I like, I need a vacation (laughs) to myself, you know, just get away, you know, take a break from mom life. But I went through like my dad had, my dad had cancer and I was one of his like major caregivers. And like, I did not realize how much that affected me uh, probably until Anahata's and it was my dad died in 2016 and going from 2016 to 2021 like I really like to to go into Anahata's and like letting myself like oh okay I thought I was good and then you go to Anahata's like no I'm not good I'm not good I'm not okay 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 all right I got some healing to do oops (laughs) yeah it's amazing what happens when you're just surrounded by so many people that are ready and willing to just be open. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, uh, people don't come, like, people, like, how do I say this? I mean, you come to grief, right? Like, that's, like, one of the things. Or come for one healing aspect or another, but really, you come to be received, Mm-hmm. by people more than anything and understand what that actually means because there's so many times you feel like you can't do those things because you're not going to be received well from people that love you or know you and blah, blah 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 and that's really the thing is being around people that are willing and open to accept you yeah it's a wild like, experience i had yeah. never been received <laughs> until uh, mm-hmm. i mean probably because i never put myself out there to be received but yeah, it's wild to just be received. Mm-hmm. And also, to, same. 
Yeah, same yeah. same here. I was not yeah. I have did not experience being received until <laughs> the Anahadas started happening. Until I yeah. 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 You are changing the world with that shit. <laughs> like, oh, For real. God. Me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel like that just turned to an Anahadas ad. This no, nope, sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's not. <laughs> but it is, the thing is that it's important to remember is that it's such a benchmark in so many of our lives and so much of our healing and just the roadmap and the, the choices that we made and the decisions that we made and the techniques that we learned and yeah. all of that mm-hmm. stuff that just changed the trajectory of our lives. Yeah. I've said you it before. You guys show something for yourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is never something yeah. I really did, but I had a bad friendship breakup. Well, mm-hmm. so I lost my father And he was my world, my everything. Like, I took care of him, too, until he moved to Florida with his partner. And then that's where he passed away, unfortunately. But before that, I was I was his caregiver for everything. I mean, I've talked I talked about it in the Pisces episode. Mm -hmm. I very much was his main person and he was mine. And then some relationships started to fall away. Uh, friendships that I've had for 15 plus years after he passed away because I just wasn't giving to people in the same way. And I was asking for more than I was giving previously. And once those relationships fell away in August of 2021, I arrive at Anahata's in September and it's like, whoa, this is what it actually feels like to be cared about by people. And these are people that I've never even met in my life before. Right. And it's just such a wild experience to just be met with this absolute feeling of being received to go full circle. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's deep. And even though this is not an Anahata's purpose ad. <laughs> it's a go-on just, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's just, it's important to talk about because it is such a a benchmark in all of our lives and it brought us together Mm -hmm. yeah that's true yeah definitely way more than like any other event i've ever gone to or it was like you know festival or even like the three-day rave like whatever like you know you have those memories but then you have those moments that like literally change your life and it's like what you were saying Rachel, where we all made those choices like for ourselves. And it reminds me of something that we were taught in massage school. And it's like, we aren't, nobody heals anybody else. Like Mm -hmm. all we can do Mm -hmm. is hold the space for people to heal themselves and do that work. And I used to have a quote that I used to have every day that would go on my phone. And it was my personal CEO mission is what it was and every day at nine o'clock it would go on and said you can't heal anyone else all you can do is work on yourself and hope that it inspires others mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which is super true and also i took it off because even still having hope that it'll inspire others mm-hmm. makes it about you makes it about yourself yeah. and mm-hmm. also still allows that level of judging myself by viewing those around me and seeing right. if they're healing as well. And it's not my journey. And then that is my thing. So literally it's just all you can do is work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, that's yeah. And tr- really what it should be is all you can do is work on yourself and trust that it'll help others or inspire yeah. others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, didn't you get, you got that shirt that said that, didn't you? I had a shirt that said it once. And then I was like, shit, it was on the merch store. 
because I was really about this quote and I had it up on the Anna Honest <laughs> merch store. Somebody purchased that. it. I'm sorry, whoever purchased it, if I just ruined it for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they could just add that extra layer in their mantra. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, that was still a really great and powerful mantra when I needed it at the time yeah. when I was having things happening in my family. Uh, but then also then stepping out of that last part. Right. And getting rid of that hope and just trusting that everyone else is on their path too. Mm-hmm. I think was like that. Yeah. It was the next part of the path. Yeah. Like the you're path. not responsible to heal the world. You can't. You just got to show up and try to do the best that you can do. Right. Mm-hmm. And trust that it'll inspire others in their own time at their own pace. And that's all on them. Right. It truly is like a sleepover. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Listen, I've really needed my nails done. So yeah, you guys. Could <laughs> I need to redo mine. I mean, let's, let's also yeah. with Deb sitting the way she's sitting. I just feel like she could be like kicking her feet and we're just yeah. like, <laughs> you guys yeah. want to talk about boys next? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boys. I love boys. <laughs> I like I like to have multiple. <laughs> yeah, it's that fluidity of the Mercury and Venus. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all air Venus signs, we've definitely talked about this before. Well, especially uh, like an Aquarius Venus and a Gemini Venus, they love to be fluid. They mm-hmm. want like, even though they have like that wherewithal and like want to like deeply just pierce into the soul of one person they're also cool with 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 some other people sometimes you know pierce into the soul of every single person i meet (laughs) like literally let's just fall in love (laughs) like maybe for a day maybe for a couple years it'll be fine (laughs) like it'll be fine well actually talking about boys that just reminds me of that guy that you had that like amazing couple of days with mm-hmm. that you like shared poet. like yeah yeah Do you we want never to talk about that we never met it was literally just poetry and whirlwind romance um i barely even remember you know why <laughs> i barely remember it was beautiful it was beautiful and it was exactly what it should have been and then it ended and i was like sad for a couple of days cuz he left alaska and then like when was it it was right around thanksgiving he like reached out again he's like that's not actually my name and this isn't actually my life and i feel like you need to know and i was like god damn it you should have just left you like a fantasy he was such the perfect muse it was like this beautiful creative like just muse situation so much poetry came out of me while i pined over this like you know perfect man yeah man mm. you know yeah it just yeah. so rude and he had i know i was like how dare you like make yourself a human just like <laughs> remain this fantasy character in my mind it was it was wonderful though it was a really good couple of weeks of communication yeah i i wish it was more fresh in my mind so i could like you know no, it's totally fine. over it some more over the podcast. <laughs> as as like- a fellow Gemini in Venus and Gemini in Mercury. Yeah, all of that just, just took me. I just, that was a whole adventure. Oh, I didn't yeah. know about that. I totally missed the story. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I would be really upset. You got emotionally catfished and that's fucked up. 
I got, I got, it was like kind of emotionally, there were definitely like emotions Like there. you got dream catfished. I did. I got muse catfished. Yeah. <laughs> My muse turned into a human and I was like, oh God, you're Gross. so fucking normal. <laughs> you're just Let like, me receive you. <laughs> so I wonder, I also wonder like from his guy, he, he fucked it up and said something but i'm wondering if like maybe you provided that space for him to be for him too honest yeah mm. yeah. yeah who who he, he wants was. to be kind yeah of, yeah like this yeah. isn't me this isn't who i am but like this is who i want to be so maybe you gave him that space so there you go yeah yeah good job. bring that back a little bit yeah, yeah. i mean we still each other yeah <laughs> we still talk every once in a while but it's definitely not like it was like deep and poetic it was like a whirlwind romance we decided we were in love for like a week and it was it was good but i i just fall in love i love falling in love i think you should fall in love as often as humanly possible yeah yeah mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love that. <laughs> <laughs> i see what you did there thank you Thank you for seeing it. Thank you for receiving me. I feel like that's going to be a thing now. Receiving. Because, <laughs> like, it sounds so I'll beautiful. I'll receive but you. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds so beautiful, but it's also like, hey, I'm going to receive you. <laughs> it's like a Virgo's way of, like, sexy talk. <laughs> you get ready to be received. You want to be received later? Yeah. Yeah. I'll receive the shit out of you. It's great. It's grand. Wow. Yeah. So uh, I feel like we got a lot of work done here today. You had a work. (laughs) Cover girl. Thank you. I'm like, come on, somebody. (laughs) The fuck? Yeah. Oh, man. So, Deb, what's on the horizon for you? Anything fun happening in the works besides moving? you have any other big plans? I hear you're taking a trip soon. Uh, yeah. 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 I leave on Saturday for Ireland. That's so exciting. It's what? very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so there is a band here called the Rogues and Wenches. And they are they're like an 8 to 11 piece, depending on the day, pirate ensemble. And so they, yeah, they just sing like Irish music and sea shanties. And every year they go to Ireland and they play music in pubs. <laughs> and oh every God. year, so they've partnered with a tour company to make it cheaper for them. So they kind of open it up as this all inclusive package deal. Um, oh, fun. Oh. Yeah. So my friend Claire, who uh, shameless drop here? You can find her on Instagram at Modern Mortem. Uh, amazing jewelry maker, phenomenal jewelry maker. She makes probably ninety percent of the jewelry that I wear. But she called me in November and was like, "Oh hey, I just heard about this thing, and do you want to go to Ireland with me and like roll around with a merry band of pirates?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> absolutely and she caught me on an up day and like 40 minutes later i I called her and i was like so i have a plane ticket to ireland (laughs) whoops and then i called caleb and i was like 
do you love me? <laughs> How deep do you love me? Yeah. I was like, will you still love me if I tell you that I just bought a two-week ticket to Ireland during spring break? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the mom's oh, over here giggling. No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, because of his Aquarius in my midheaven, he supports me in anything and everything I do. That's so <laughs> nice. That was fantastic. <laughs> he loves me. <laughs> Sometimes he does. You did that and then he put a ring on it. <laughs> and then he put a ring on it. Yeah. He put, you know? I did a lot of things and then he put a ring on it. <laughs> I had a very tumultuous November. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot. That was when we decided to move. Was November because originally we were going to move next May, and I was going to make him go east because mm-hmm. I want to be with you guys. <laughs> like, so it's a bad. thing. It's so. Coco bad. just moved a mile from my house. Uh, <laughs> and I have such FOMO now, and I'm only two hours away. I like the day that Coco moved in. We were like a couple of days later, we were talking and I was like, so I'm going to probably start looking for places down in Jersey soon because I just feel like I'm missing the party. I love that. I'm just sucking you all into dirty Jersey. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're receiving us. I mean, I'm receiving. Yes. Jersey is Look at me with my everybody. stretched up leg. I'm receiving you all. But listen, Deb, you are getting closer to me. I am. I can drive to you without having to drive through Canada. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Ruth but now I don't know how, because like you are, you were the furthest person, I think. Mm-hmm. We did have, we had a few people from Canada last year, mm-hmm. but I think you are still the furthest that has ever traveled to the purpose and I just fucking love that so much. And I remember the first time you showed up and you still had all of like your rave glitter on. And I was like, <laughs> We're, I can't wait to see what happens with this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one just came from New York. I've been talking to her. With <laughs> like, my giant way. ass suitcase. That was a your big ass suitcase and your like rave outfit. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it was fresh. It was fresh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember I was... seeing you for the first time just like in the woods with your fairy water mm-hmm. backpack yes. and like picking flowers and making people crowns. And then when you did that photo shoot with Lyra, and I was like, this woman is so fucking badass. <laughs> like, I need to be friends with her. <laughs> and then flash forward to Anahata's 2022, and we're touching third eyes around the drum circle. It was <laughs> such a beautiful moment i think that's it really was all the time i think about it all the time too yeah <laughs> yeah that was, that was a good one it felt very like like I, there's no other way to describe it it was, mm-hmm. it was amazing me and deb are in love we're uh, in love she, but i'm in love with deb we're all in love <laughs> oh fuck okay mercury and, and that's how the cult was formed yeah. <laughs> everybody's in love with each other yeah it's not a cult we swear <laughs> yeah so, yep i've got ireland and that's the biggest adventure that is on the horizon two weeks Lots of different guided tours. We're going to go to the Aran Islands, which are like these basically untouched 
Gaelic islands where mm-hmm. yes. most people still just speak Gaelic and there's just like horses. Amazing. <laughs> oh my yes. God. Oh my God. <laughs> I just remembered. So towards the <laughs> end, we're staying at this place called Ashford Castle. And so it's like an 800 year old castle and there's a dinner that is paid for and it's like a, a formal black tie dining room nice. where you have to you have to dress formal otherwise you're not welcome in and so my friend my friend Claire sent me the picture of what they're going to wear to the dining room and they're really leaning into like their masculine presentations we've decided that through Ireland like Claire's going to be my boyfriend through Ireland and <laughs> They're going to be my sexy vampire boyfriend at the castle nice. because he sent me this picture of the shirt that he's going to wear. Why, why am I saying he that they're going to wear? <laughs> okay. Four hours of sleep, two days. This is what's happening here. <laughs> um, and I have this, and it's like this really beautiful, deep, deep blood red silk and they have these really nice slacks. And as soon as they sent me the picture, I have this dress in my closet that's been there for like a year. And it is the most ridiculous. Like it's full length. It's like a mermaid cut and it's got this ruching up the front. And it is the most ridiculously elegant vampire dress. It's got like this red lace collar. And it's yes, got like wow. a little I'm cut out. For this all day. Yeah. And it's like, we're gonna be we're gonna wear fangs <laughs> we're gonna fangs. be oh we're gonna be vampires yes. in an ancient castle <laughs> i love it i love it it's gonna be so it's good. amazing it's gonna be so deb good. you are not allowed to change your hair color between now and then i actually dyed it black specifically so that okay. i okay yeah mm. Yeah. Nice. Okay. yep All yeah right. you're like no. <laughs> no. like there's you you have to have Yes. The black hair mm-hmm. with your beautiful skin mm-hmm. and yes. a yeah. red, perfect, silky, lacy mermaid vampire dress. Yeah. It's like, mm. it's just so. And maybe just like a vampire. Drop of blood. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally like sitting here, like licking my. Like, <laughs> with fangs. With, with yes. It's going to yes. be, it's going to be great. We're going to be wildly extra. I love it's, it. It's Absolutely. going to be wonderful. But yeah, that's it is. the biggest thing on the horizon in my world other than moving. And I just got back from Seattle this morning because I had to go for an emergency passport adventure mm-hmm. um, where because I missed my window here in Anchorage by a week. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, you can apply, but it probably won't be here in time. So really, you should just go to Seattle and they do same day passport <laughs> service there. If you can prove that you're flying within 14 days. And so I got an appointment and I made it down there. So I got there at one o'clock yesterday morning and then flew back home at eight o'clock this morning. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, it was an adventure. Jesus. Yeah. And now right, that, that now you're going to Ireland. So. <laughs> I am. Yeah. And Worth now that it. that's done, I'm like, oh, I don't have to do anything ever again. <laughs> you don't. You don't. But was, I will say, we do need a photo of you and your friend so that we can put it on our social media. Oh, yeah. You have to do one thing. You have to do yeah. one thing. You have to take a picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll do that. We'll so I need that photo. The vampire people need pictures. to see it. Mm-hmm. The, the people, people need to see, need to see it. Mm-hmm. I have 
I could just get up and grab the dress and show you, but I think I have a picture that I can show you guys. Oh, I want to be surprised. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's better. I want to see you in this elegance with your friend partner. <laughs> yeah. And just fanging it up. Fanging yeah. It up. I need the best vampire life. I need the whole thing together in an ancient, as one. In a beautiful ancient castle. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I just, I need to see this photo without any surprises just so I can fall in love all over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Amazing. Do you guys want to talk about anything else with our dear friend and wonderful patron, Deborah Fay? I just want to tell you that I love you. I love you too. <laughs> so much love. So much love. Yeah. At this, yes. this has been the best yes. sleepover ever. All right. For I real. Love, I love a weird girl sleepover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to have one in real life. Oh, hey, we we will. In, <laughs> in just a few months. Yes. <laughs> in just a few months, we're going to have a weird girl sleepover. It's going to be a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of weird girls. <laughs> so many weird girls. Oh, I need, I need to get on it. Seven months weird, away. Weird people sleepover. Weird people sleepover. Weird human. Weird human. Weird Seven people. months is basically tomorrow. Fuck. I'm not yeah. ready. <laughs> That's all right. We put out the facilitator application so form. Within like a like I think it was like two days, I had over fifty applications. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yes. I can't wait to see what's on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm trying to get it out earlier. I'm trying to yeah. get it done earlier. This we already have a You lot did of it things. really early last year, even though things changed in between. Like Listen, this like is did- this is what you do. You under promise. And then you over deliver. Yeah, just <laughs> like the website. <laughs> just like the website. I know it's literally my favorite thing. Like I'm not saying this. I hope that it doesn't come across like rude, but I'm like the website is so minimal, and I just it's my how would you thing. even how would you even really explain it though in a yeah. way you can't you can't you, you can't truly can't even like the photos like it doesn't make it like you can't do it no no so it just is what it's it is fully now. experiential and it's amazing yeah mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah pick your own adventure so it there's is. too many adventures to pick <laughs> yeah <laughs> to try yeah. to get it on one thing mm-hmm. i know and i'm waiting till the end of this month to close that facilitator form and i'm like i don't even know how i'm gonna do this <laughs> who knows how many fucking applications will be at the end of the month Excited. Well, it's an amazing thing that you have such a great team behind you. Mm-hmm. Fact. Mm-hmm. And that we were able to draw you all the way from Alaska. <laughs> Forever. I will Forever. literally Forever. never. I will literally never not come. <laughs> yeah. Not come. I, I have you forever now. It's yeah. not a cult. Yeah, it's not, not a cult. Cult. it's not a cult. <laughs> You're mine us. forever. It is one not of us. One one of us. us. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much, Deb, thank for joining you. us. I it was everything that I wanted and more. As I always. hope so. You, you are such a. A light, and it's so special that you were here to share your story and yeah. allow us to perceive and receive. Ah. 
Yeah. Which we had an episode with Corey called Perceiving Corey B. And I feel like this episode should be like perceiving and receiving. Yes. Perfect. That's that's the title. (laughs) That's a good title. It is. I struggle to be perceived. I struggle allow myself to allow myself to be perceived. People perceive me all the time, but mm. never, never am I comfortable about it. But to mm. be a part of the experience, it's like, oh, this is this is sticky. <laughs> it feels sticky. It feels yeah. sticky. Oh, what is all this perceive? All from? <laughs> I'm just covered in perceiving. <laughs> That's what happens when you receive. <laughs> the natural consequence. I didn't I'm know. Pretty, it's just like babies are made for me. <laughs> yes, I perceive then receive, and then a baby wow. is born. <laughs> That's all the sex wow. education you get today, guys. <laughs> so thanks for coming. Yeah. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media. We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo. And you can shoot us an email at twogemini1leo at gmail.com.